Hello and welcome to welcome back to the Bear Claw Podcast. I am your host, Omar Delgado. With me, Zachary Stein, also known mm-hmm. as Stein, and our permanent special guest now, Isaac Turgeon. Yeah. Who's gonna be helping us out around here from now on? Welcome back. It's episode six. This past week, week two, we played the Bears, or when the Bears played play the Bucks. No, I we, think you had that right. We played ourselves. <laughs> we played ourselves. We did also play ourselves, but we played the Bucks. Um, so this episode, we're just going to be going over that. Do a little recap. Uh, we're going to introduce a new segment later in the episode called the NFC North Vibe Check, where we're just going to go through the NFC North and see what happened in week two, and then we're going to cap it off with um, a preview, a preview of week three, where the Bears are going to be going against the Kansas City Chiefs. But before we get that far, let's start at week two: Bears versus Bucks. How are we feeling, Stein? How are you feeling? You really want to start with me? You want to know how I'm feeling? Yeah, <laughs> let's set the tone here. Let's set the tone here. Yeah. What the shit did we watch in week two? It was like, it was like almost no changes were made. Almost none. Almost none. It was the same goddamn number of screenplays. It was the same bullshit like short pass shit it was literally no legs whatsoever from fields it's like it's like we basically took the one thing that he was good at and removed it and when you make him one dimensional all of a sudden the offense is one dimensional and it was fucking it was embarrassing to watch it was absolutely embarrassing to watch uh we've neutered fields it feels like these first two games yeah he literally Um, has been like coached out of what he's good at yeah that's it mm-hmm. he's been coached out of what he's good at and now yeah. he's spending way too long in the pocket i've got stats to go through that to prove it i'm excited to get into it all right so before we get to justin fields in the offense uh let me well actually i i feel pretty similar i'm pretty frustrated but i'm also a little i don't know man i just feel like a little apathetic but then also kind of like fuck it you know, this is what it is to be a Bears fan, I guess. Like, this is just where we're at, you know? So, but definitely with you on the frustration, especially when I was watching the game, I was having a, I was not happy. It's funny that you mentioned the fuck it, this is what it is to be a Bears fan. There was yeah. a very interesting article written by another Bears fan who basically said that uh, he he was went to write the article and he was looking up, um, he said it felt like that Bill Murray movie, Groundhog's Day. Yeah, where they just keep reliving the same... In psychology, there's like an actual effect that that people have of that feeling of being stuck in a rut and just having no hope and having like this cyclical bullshit all the time. And he's like, and it literally is what it is to be a Bears fan. And it's, I'm like, yeah, it's week two, but... When I said week one going into week two, I'm like, just any, any betterment, any, any, any betterment whatsoever on the offensive side of the ball. And yeah. the, there were like a couple of little things here and there, but yeah, yeah. but that's what I was going to say. As I far as say, field is concerned, n- no, not yeah. at all. I would say there was improvement, but it was very minimal. So I feel you. But yeah, man, it just does. Uh, I was telling Isaac here before we started, just this, this all feels familiar. <laughs> Um, so let's dig into the defense a little bit. Uh, I think the first thing to note about the defense this week was that uh, Allen Williams was not around to make the plays. So uh, Ibrahim was the one making the, uh, the defensive play calls. 
Um, how do you feel like that affected the defense? Do you feel like that we did a little better or how do you think? No, I mean, we gave up what, 400 and how many yards? Yeah. Uh, to, you know, a Baker Mayfield led offense. Now I said coming into this, I don't think that Baker Mayfield deserves the shit that he's gotten throughout his career thus far. Um, but I mean, I think someone else had mentioned that we made him look like a Pro Bowl quarterback. He had one of the best games of his career against us last week. Yeah, it's the first time that he threw for over 300 yards in like two and a half years or something like that. Mm -hmm. I mean, it. now I will say, considering how much yardage they gained and the score we limited them to, like mm -hmm. we did a halfway decent job on that. Yeah. But when your defense is on the field, the majority of the game, and I mean large majority in, of the yeah. game. And in Florida with 90, like, you know, 90% humidity and it's fucking hot, like they had to have been dead too. So like, do I think that him making the calls helped? I'm not sure. I don't think so. Yeah. Only because, I mean, I don't know how much time he had of like his design. I don't know how much of that was his design, which is where he was good at when he was with like Indy was like designing it, right? He was the yeah. coordinator. Whereas here he had to sort of step in to call, whereas the game plan had already been built out. Sure. So. And we still don't know to what degree he's being involved with that. So um, I am interested to see if that continues. Uh, I think that we could see the defense tightening up a bit in the future. It also didn't help that, what, five, I think three of the five secondary starters were out by like the second quarter or something yeah. like that. Yep. And, and considering that, like a couple of the guys that stepped in, they, they definitely stepped up. Yeah. Uh, we gave up tons of yards, but again, limiting that score to uh, a couple of touchdowns and, and field goals for the most part, it was just like for how long they were out there. I'm like, I've been in that situation before of like feeling like you just never leave the field. Yeah. You're just and always it's, on. It's exhausting. It gets to a point. It's frustrating too. Like, oh yeah. I mean, I'm sure they were yelling at the fucking offense on the sidelines. I especially been. when you're not getting takeaways, you're not creating fumbles. There's no interceptions. Like you're not yeah. getting many tackles for losses. It's literally just out there like surviving. Mm -hmm. So yeah, uh, I, I I agree with you, and I think it was really hard to fess, uh, assess how much of an effect Eberflus had on this on this game defensively, just because it was. I mean, our secondary was all hurt. And I mean, like you said, I think overall we did a pretty good job, and I think our defense kept us in the game, even though they did um, they did have a lot of passing yards, and Baker Mayfield had a really good game against us. But it's just hard to tell, and we'll see if they keep if they keep going with it, because the whole situation with Allen Williams right now is very like uh, I mean, there's there's no specifics in it. It's just he's always out for personal reasons. He's not around, so it's you know there's spe there's always speculation of like. You know, is, is are they telling him not to not come? Is is it something going? On? You know, like with the Nate Davis situation, where Nate Davis had, you know, family issues that he hasn't been able to be as involved as we would like him to be in practices and stuff. But they were just writing it off as a personal issue. It's like you know, we, we don't know, and so it's it's hard to tell right now. Most passing yards by Mayfield since September twelfth of twenty one. So yeah, in, in two years, almost to the day. Yeah. <laughs> right. Jeez. So with that, I think we can go into. Um, Digging a little more into what went right and what went wrong for the for the Bears defense on Sunday, I think we can start with what went wrong. Uh, for starters, we were really bad on third downs. That was something that really stuck up to uh, stuck out to me. Was just that we could not get the stop on third down. They just would. 
and then part of that was Baker Mayfield carving us up, you know, carving up our super injured uh, secondary. We did, we didn't get any sacks, and uh, there was more pressure on, you know, there's more pressure applied, like more um, than the week before. Than yeah. the week before, but there was slight still more no aggression, sacks. but yeah, hardly hardly by much. Yeah, again, minimal improvement uh, and some missed opportunities. Uh, Kyler Gordon almost had a interception, but. Just couldn't bring it, bring the ball in, and uh, yeah, no, no takeaways, no, no interceptions, no sacks, bad tackling, which is part of the reason for no sacks, because I think our uh, our edge got edge guys got in there a couple times and just weren't able to bring Baker Mayfield down for some reason. Actually, I know the reason; it was because they were tackling bad. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah, something else that went wrong is um, our secondary. We had a lot, a lot of injuries. Secondary was just not not great. We were already without Kyler Gordon for the entire game. Uh, I think we don't know for sure how many games he's going to miss, but it's going to be at least four. He's got to have surgery on his hand that he hurt last week. Or not last week, but the week before against the Packers. And then uh, Jaquan Brisker had to come out um, in the first half. They said because of illness. I'm not sure if that was, you know, heat-related or maybe some sort of flu that he's got. Mm-hmm. But uh, then he was able to come back in the second half, which was nice. And then uh, Eddie Jackson went out the whole second half. And there's no update on him. I Still think no update. Saying, Yep, I think they're saying by Wednesday we might know what's going on with him. But gotcha. Uh, so yeah, I mean, anything else that you can think of that went wrong defensively? Yeah, I mean, I I felt like, you know, the week prior we one of the things that we said went right was our rush defense, and this week I, I mean, I felt like. Rashad White was able to take it like right up the guard so many freaking times. Um, what's like he? I think he had like seven attempts. That's where one of the touchdowns came off of. He just it was like there was no stopping at that point, and um, they made it into that midfield into the linebacker unit so many times. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it again looking back like comparatively, they still were able to keep things from happening. I feel like this game could have been much, much worse. If you don't look at the score and you just looked at yeah. like total yardage and the stats and like mm-hmm. the like receptions, the 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 rushing, I I would have expected this to be way worse than what yeah. it was. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's that was, was one very... of the big things I noticed was like, God damn, they are getting they're just getting beat. Yeah. Everywhere. It was very bend but don't break for the defense, I think. Yeah. But I mean, what can you do? We're just getting, like you said, just getting beat everywhere. And we can go into what went right now, I guess, even though it wasn't much. Uh, like we mentioned before, we had more pressure on the quarterback than last week. And uh, we were able to stop them in the red zone. We were able to keep them to the field goals, which has kept us in the game. So that went right for us. Mm-hmm. But. Which, honestly, that is like the traditional Bill Belichick take, right? Yeah. It's like, fuck it, give them a ton of yards, but you sure shit aren't going to score a touchdown. You know, like yeah. that's, that's kind of that. I'm going to let them march down the field, but I'm also going to make, make sure that I'm holding them to three points. So, yeah. um, I mean, I think that the defense definitely held there obviously, but God damn, that time of possession was wild. It was crazy. Just, uh, at that point, you're just like literally in survival mode, but yeah, yeah they're like short in the field. That way it's a slightly easier to defend, especially with, when again, when three of your starting five in the secondary are gone, it's like, yeah, they that's a little easier to work than like man coverage one on one. 
um, or even trying to attempt a zone with too much field behind you. Like, you know, it's a little bit easier to pull that off in the red zone defense. Yep. So I think I that's mean, all that went right. Oh, that, oh yeah. I, I would like to add in there. I think, I think seeing I, some of the guys that came in to replace the people are starting again, stepped up. Yes. Yeah. Things were given up, but touchdowns should have been much much more <laughs> yeah and i think like how you're saying too with so much getting to the middle like to the linebackers i think the linebackers did a good job of uh holding their own for the most part too they had some halfway decent open field tackles it their open field stuff looked a little bit better i thought yeah um overall the, the tackling was just a little a little rough <laughs> it's which is another two. one of those i think i think i saw that out. across the league again you right so? week one i had made that comment like yeah. a lot of the games i watched i was like god damn these open field tackles are Fuck, like I know peewee football players that do it better than this, you know? (laughs) Yeah. All right. Uh, Any final thoughts on the defense? I don't know. Isaac, you got anything to throw in on that? Yeah. I'd be interested to see if, did you watch the game? Um, Other than just some tape I was watching back, I didn't get to watch the whole game, no. Gotcha. Um, But yeah, yeah, I just know you guys suffer a lot of injuries. So, I mean, that it's kind of hard to gauge it when that happens, you know? Mm -hmm. All right. Well, on to the offense. So we're going to do the same thing with the offense. What went uh, right and what went wrong. Starting off with what went wrong. No, I think we should start off with what went right on this one. <laughs> you really want to? I, I do. We can. Sure. I do. So what went right? What went right? Uh, let's see. Uh, first off, and I think one of the things that I had messaged you guys was I mm-hmm. appreciate Claypool. Um, the effort was very, very clearly putting a much better effort forward this week. Yep. Um, I mean, some of his blocks were solid. Like he yeah. locked in on the edge, and he 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 was he going laid a couple guys it, out. Honestly. Absolutely, it was um, crazy. Granted, he had a couple issues, right? Like one on one on that uh, that screenplay where he started the block too soon, and it was another mm-hmm. good block. Like he made good contact with the with the corner, but uh, it was just just a like a hair too early. You yeah. have to wait until until that takes place until that 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 play is able to evolve to show it the screen that the guy the receiver has the ball um and he made that contact just too soon and got called for that offensive pass interference um, yeah I, that the interception too i think was a little bit on him oh he the had end, that, ball. that last one oh yeah, yeah he had a absolute i he he had the ball um and you could tell that he and then he just like stood there like fuck yeah and well, and then he also stood there as the guy's like running away, and he's like, "Oh and shit!" I don't think he realized exactly. Yeah, I'm like, like, "That's one of the of big it. things of like, no, I get it," because he literally went hard the whole game finally. Yeah. And then like he gets to that point, and then it's like, God damn it! And then he was like, "Oh shit!" Like, ah, I gotta go now. I can't sulk here. Like, yeah. You gotta play through the whistle, man. It's, yeah. You gotta play through the whistle. That's. Yep. But ultimately, I thought that we definitely saw, okay, uh, a highlight of how good he can be sure and i'm like now do that for me every time yeah drop the frustration and just accept the fact that like dude it's going to be a little bit frustrating because you hadn't been clicking with the offense since we picked you up yeah you know this is your first year in this system as well like we um so it's i'm like and and you weren't really given your all i'm glad that you're starting to give it your all now yeah but like <clears throat> also accept the fact that it's still not going to be perfect yeah and it's not going to turn everything around no, no. <laughs> you you only you know you giving all you've got all of a sudden isn't, isn't going to just 
you know, turn this team around. Over what else went right? Uh, Darnell Wright. Uh, looked like he had zero pressures and true pass sets, so no one got past him in mm-hmm. uh, in passing plays. He locked in on on design pass plays. He uh, I, the offensive line uh, as a whole all served one hundred percent of the snaps mm. as a okay. unit. Good, um, with the exception of uh, the center only because of like field goal stuff. Yeah, right. <laughs> so right. they bring the long snapper in. Like so, he was at like ninety eight percent of the plays, and then everyone else was at one hundred percent of the plays for the game so yeah that's how did, how huge feel, that's a huge uh, thing yeah that we at least had a consistent line yeah. how, how did you feel they did uh protecting fields i feel like off oh, the I top of my did. head i feel like they did a little better job i think I they think did a... a really good job yeah um and i think at this point it didn't come down to the pocket collapsing all the time yep that excuse wasn't there mm-hmm. now the pocket collapsed not always on, the I pocket would <laughs> the pocket would collapse but they gave him much more time than they did week one yeah, and so the pocket was collapsing when it should be collapsing. You know what I mean? Like sure. e- even even longer than that. So, yeah. um, as opposed to like almost immediately. So yeah. like you know they <clears> took <throat> that portion of the equation out, and then we were. I guess we'll get into what went wrong in a minute here. So, uh, but as as a unit, I thought that they performed m- much better, um, which is part of my major frustration with the what went wrong pieces. Mm-hmm. We got DJ Moore more involved too, so mm. that was good. He a got more than two more targets. <laughs> yeah, more than two. So, <laughs> again, minimal improvement, but I guess improvement, that's all we can ask for <laughs> as fucking Bears fans. <laughs> Christ. Uh, yeah. Um, uh, special teams. Special teams was pretty special good. Special teams yeah. performed well, I think. Yeah, we had uh, that blocked uh, punt, right? Or was mm-hmm. it? Like, yeah. Blocked punt. That um, was pretty good. S- Santos had the 52-yarder. You know, he... he uh, Love Cairo Santos. I mean, he's he's doing really well. The last time he hit a 52-yarder was when he played for the Bucks. apparently. Oh, nice. Fun Did fact. it to him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so. It looks like it was a blocked field goal. Field goal? Yeah, okay. black field goal. Yeah, that's yep. what it was. Nice. Um, but yeah, special teams as a whole, you know, they had decent placement uh, with the punts. They had uh, halfway decent returns, you know. I mean, they, they are a pretty good special teams unit. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, as they should be. <laughs> That's yeah. kind of one of the things that like we tend to be good at. So yeah. Um, but yeah, I that was like the few times I was like, hey, there's an opportunity we might score, and it's not going to be the offensive. <laughs> <laughs> we get a takeaway from special sure. teams or some shit or a run back. Yeah. Yep. All right. Anything else? Not that I can think of. Um, I mean, Justin Fields had a few dimes, as far as what went right. He had some. There was a few plays where he, you know. Oh, he had a couple some of great passes, really some pretty great placements. And, yep. He had a couple of really great Same. placements. A couple out of the hey, how many how many total did he hit? 19, 16? Completions? Completions? Oh, yeah, I think yeah, it was 16. He, and I think like 16 two of them, or 29. I think like two or three of them were spot the fuck on. Yeah. Um one of them was real pretty. It was like super tight window too. Yeah. But and like the touchdown to Claypool, you know that was a, that it was was a beautiful all... throw. It was fucking rock hard, and that was that was a goddamn rocket, man. Yeah, like watching Dude, and it then, back, it was like, oh shit, okay. And then Claypool, Claypool turns around and just chucks the ball into the wall, and it's just like, ah, I was like, that's what I feel Welcome. like. You got it's like that's what happens when you put an effort. <laughs> like you earn yeah. that. Like exactly. <laughs> see what happens when we fucking try. <laughs> yeah. All right. But, 
into the longer part of the podcast (laughs) with uh the longest part of the the long yeah probably the longest part of the podcast offensively what went wrong um what went play calling wasn't great i think that was another thing you messaged uh wasn't great yeah play calling wasn't great i saw better play calling at the high school football game i was at two nights before like this is (laughs) It was absolutely pathetic. It looked nothing changed. Yeah. Nothing yep. changed. It same. was the same fucking thing as the week before. <laughs> it was like, what do you do? It was worse than the week before. It was yep. absolutely worse than the week before because there were even less designed run plays for yep. fields. Yeah. Less run plays in general, mm-hmm. which I would consider to be at this point one of our strong points and we're just not utilizing it not just because of fields but i mean you got fucking khalil herbert's a great runner and roshan johnson we've been singing his praises you know herbert showed the power runner that he i mean he he was driving eight yards here and there nine yards on the carry like and like with initial contact at the three or four you know i mean yeah he's just drill he's dragging people with him because he was just like fuck it i don't care i'm just gonna keep chugging yeah and which i love that about him was a limited on carries. Like he had a couple of really good ones. And then he only was targeted, what, twice on passes? Like pass wise, I'm not sure how many times he got targeted, but or maybe he only had that. two receptions. I feel like he went two for two, but it it might hundred um, percent. I just feel like yeah. like why you're not utilizing your weapons. Yeah. And at a certain point, I feel like if you can't pass the ball and you also can't spread the field out enough by having Fields use his fucking legs Mm -hmm. and put defenses on their heels and make them second guess what they're going to be doing, like, this is not a hard offense to scheme against then. No. You you have taken away the strength that we've got. and. It's like, well, and for no the reason. Only reason, no, no reason. Like, unless, no reason unless there's something not, we don't know, unless there's something they're I, not saying. I can't imagine what we don't know that would keep them from, or that has them calling plays and scheming like this. I, I don't know what, what is going on. I don't know if they're seeing something in practice, you know, fields wise, you know, that they're just like, I don't know if his legs are just fucking gone all of a sudden. I don't know what the Although, fun fact, but, he was the fastest runner on the Bears team in that game. Yeah at like 19.9 miles an hour at one point so he hasn't lost his speed we know that he's still got the but legs. i think that was, and i think that was him actually like sprinting to the side like it was where they tracked that speed yeah <laughs> it wasn't he was like a dead on sprint yeah i don't know uh so just to put the final uh let's no let's hit on that play thing. calling man no like, well, i the, wanted to just uh, the, oh, for sorry. stats wise on running the ball just to put tie that up uh, sure. So Herbert, we only uh, ran the ball 16 times. Herbert had seven. Roshan Johnson had four carries, and then Justin Fields ran for four. And I'm sure, you know, at least three of those, if not all of those, were runs that weren't designed. So, not great running the ball, which is something I think if we're going to have success with something we need to do. I mean, that's part of like, that also like makes you saying, question his, his. That's his strength. That's Justin Fields' strength is his legs. That also that makes you question: Are those <clears throat> 16 total carries? Were all of those called run plays? Is that is that what we're saying? I think or are we so. saying I was, I like think those were rushing? When I looked at the stat, I was looking at rushing. So just rushing as a whole. Yeah. So ten. And missing one because it was Bayless Jones. I didn't put him in there because mm-hmm. who gives a fuck? Mm-hmm. It was mm-hmm. for negative yardage anyway. Fuck him, pussy. Um. All right. So you wanted to go into the uh, coaching and play calling and dig in a little more into that again. 
Yeah, well, I mean, I think one of the points that we have here is, you know, the screenplay was called three times in a row before Fields threw that interception, mm-hmm. right? And it was like, I remember, like, after two in a row, I was like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. And then I literally looked at Rachel and went, they're going to do it again. Yeah. <laughs> and and when did. they did, I was like... They fucking did. Yo, if I can make that call, if I know what the fuck you're doing, imagine what a professional coordinator oh, oh we like, don't have to imagine did you levante <laughs> david after the game did you hear what he said no i didn't i mean basically i, I, I literally in, did not watch i couldn't I essentially couldn't. you're I so pissed so levante david you know uh, a defender for the bucks like came out after the game and was like yeah we fucking knew it was coming like everybody knew we saw the formation we knew we were ready for it we don't have to imagine it it happened it is happening they were our fucking offense is you know easier to read in a fucking picture book it's fucking it's insane um, I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I just. Uh, and there were tons of scream. Do we have any idea on like the total number of screenplays that were called? I just remember thinking like I think in the second quarter at one point I went here we go again. I was like how I, I feel like I had already seen a handful by that point. Yeah, and I was like God. Yeah, well, just yes. Uh, yeah. What do ahead. you? I mean, what do we do at this point? What do you think we do to – is it Getsy? Is it fucking – like, what do we – I don't know how we – how would we fix this? Is it going to be fixed? What do you think? I just feel like I'm at a loss. I don't know. <laughs> I really don't know. I don't think the Bears – the Bears haven't been the kind of organization to uh, cut someone midseason, let alone two two games in. Um, We're in the second game. Getsy has not – change anything like are we just stuck like this the whole season no is, i think, is, it, I think uh, it, justin field's gonna have to just audible and fucking throw the playbook out the window or like what the fuck are we gonna do like, first off i don't think he's gonna do that you know what no, I mean? like I he's not in a position he's not he's not seasoned enough that is immediately like i think i don't think he has the the mindset for that right um i think if things don't change you're gonna see some shit go sour real quick especially with you know, you have Claypool in there. You've got more in there. More like both of whom are, both of whom are are talent alone are are absolutely one twos. Like, and and are going to get pissed pissed off. You know, yeah. like the, and, and there's I, I going think, to be frustration there. I think Moore is already expressing fr- frustration. Yeah. He's oh, absolutely. Angry. And absolutely, like he should. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Oh no! Should. Of course. Eight passes behind the line of scrimmage. Great. Eight passes. It's a recipe for success, man. That is. Uh, how, how, how do we fix it? Um, honestly, I think that the team needs to go back and, and scrap whatever the fuck they thought they were doing. Yeah. But the one thing that they were doing right was when they leaned into Fields' strength. Yeah. They leaned into that. Now they have a technically better offensive line than last year Mm -hmm. technically we do have that slight inconsistency with nate davis being out for personal reasons but the the line as a whole unit in a single game right even with his substitution performed together at least and so and and even with that that substitution again i think they held up fairly decently um they gave him all the time that he needed for the most part they gave him much more time than the previous week for sure uh oh and that was the stat i wanted to look at here so if you look at the defensive pass rushes for both teams um there is a metric that's used from next gen stats that looks at average separation from the quarterback this is specifically looking at 
it, it's measuring only on pass plays. So when defenders are rushing the quarterback. And so it's only measuring those types of plays. And it measures from the moment that the ball releases from the quarterback's hand, how far away is each rushing defender. Okay. And so if you, the league average is 4.56 yards away. So about four and a half yards away from the quarterback, right? Um, the Bears defensive line, uh, Justin Jones is at 3.24 was his average, which is good. That's above that, far above average. Uh, Walker was at 3.98. Uh, Ngakwe was at 4.13 and green was at 4.54 so all of them were above the league average a couple of them well above the league average uh and yet still were not able to get any sacks create any fumble like any takeaways nothing any disruption um no disruption but they did they were able to apply a little bit better pressure in this game than the previous one but if you were to look at the bucks for front four the league average again is about four and a half yards 4.19 is the worst one 3.68 3.31 and 2.7 the reason behind that is because the o-line was holding them longer to the point where fields was holding the ball for so goddamn long that by the time he released that's like everyone is already closing in. That offensive line really went out and fought to buy him more time than the prior week, and he still was unable to deliver. He also was unable to follow his instincts and get the fuck out, you know, and yeah. extend a play. He doesn't even need to run necessarily. Just get the fuck out of the pocket and extend the play. Mm -hmm. Staying in the pocket resetting in the pocket it was nice to see him try it a couple of times but at a certain point god damn it coach like let him do what he does yeah because otherwise there's no point in trading for claypool there's no point in going out and getting more because they're fucking useless at that point they are they're dummies out in the field yep like you know that we're not going to run it's easier to protect against a pass and to give just a little bit of extra pressure on your quarterback because you know he's going to panic or not be able to make a fucking decision. So that's how you fix it. Let him do his thing. Yeah. Unleash him. Give him his balls back. Yeah. I um I don't I don't have much more to add to that, honestly, cuz I just I can't agree more. I just think they're trying to make him into someone he's not and someone that he isn't. Maybe and yeah. The Ravens leaned in, right? Yep. I mean, let's yep. face it, Lamar Jackson is not necessarily a, a traditional pocket passer either. No, I think he's mm -hmm. he can be halfway decent at it, but that's not his strength. His strength is he can extend plays. Yeah. And he can make shit happen. Like that's let the kid do what he does and yeah. build a system that is to his strengths. Otherwise, do him a favor and send him somewhere that will. Yeah. Yeah, because it, it's uh, you can just tell he's second guessing himself, and I, I I don't know how I mean only he can could tell you you know how much of it is how much of it is just not being used to having a pocket to pass in how much of it, but I I, th I think it's more so just 
it's been coached into him to second guess himself where his instincts were to run and extend the play and the coaches have told him stay in the pocket you know now the one thing i will say to justin fields because you know he's an avid listener of our podcast obviously of course is <laughs> hold your head up I, like please yeah. for the love of god hold your head up because like boy you're doing exactly what you were told to yeah i, I don't have yeah like i don't hold anything against him at this point like no. he's he's going out there he's trying to lead his team he's trying to do it under like within the parameters that these coaches have put him in god damn it get rid of the box yeah let him out of the box stop putting him in this try trying to make him what he's not lean into his strengths go with what works and forget the rest right yeah and <laughs> that's it i <laughs> my uh my justin fields apologist streak continues and you know maybe this is some some fucking crazy ass glazing but i just think it shows too like i mean he's trusting his coaches and his coaches are fucking him. Mm-hmm. That's oh, that's where I, I would I say it's just... I don't think that you should even be a Justin Fields apologist or label yourself as that at this point. I'm not apologizing for him because yeah. he's doing his job. He's what, doing what he's getting yeah. paid to do, and which is being told listen to, to the coaches and try to fit into this particular offensive scheme. It doesn't fit him. It's fucking garbage. Yeah, it is ridiculous and pathetic, and like he's getting dicked. This is exactly why I felt so bad when we. For him. Yeah. This is it. This is the reason. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I'm, I might throw the clip in here because uh, I was watching Jalen Johnson. They were asking him what he thought about the whole field situation. And he just pretty much had the same thing as, to say that we've been saying. That he just, uh, he doesn't believe that this is Justin Fields' best. And that he thinks that, you know, mentally... He must be, he's got to be in a funk or in a weird spot or something. And it sounds like they've had some communication and he's saying about how he's told Justin, like, Hey, you know, just get back to doing your thing, get back to being yourself, like do what you got to do. And I mean, couldn't say it better myself. I don't know. I just, I don't know. This just feels really familiar. I feel like I was screaming the same thing, you know, at the end of Mitch Trubisky's time with us. Where I was just like, why are we not playing to his strengths? Why are we trying to turn him into a down-the-field passer when he is not that? Yeah, And that was Mitch-specific. Uh, Mitch because I, I think Justin Fields has the ability to pass down the field, I think, better than Mitch does. Oh, he does. Yeah, his um, arm is, is so better. I, yeah, I don't say that to say that, you know, Justin Fields is a bad uh, down-the-field passer. I just don't think that is his bread and butter. And I don't understand why we're trying to make it that. That's the issue is you can't – he can't pass down the goddamn field when everybody's able to play it with a half a decent cushion because they know that he's not running the ball. Yeah. <laughs> Run the fucking ball. Yeah. Like, make the defense actually try. I don't know. Make them guess a little bit. Make them – There's no guessing those, at all. Yeah. There's no guessing. They know exactly oh, they know what's, what's coming. about to happen. And they've said as much. So you got anything left on uh, Justin Fields or the offense? As far as what went wrong? No, I mean, just final thoughts. Or just in general, kinda final thoughts. We've kind of hit everything Fu- on this, at least everything that I had noted down. Um, final thoughts, I hope to God that they keep fighting. Yeah. You know, I hope they keep fighting for it, and I hope that a certain point happens where, where the team, I would love to see this. I would love to, man, just because drama's good TV, right? <laughs> um, where it hits a point where Field says, fuck it, and he extends a play. And someone, a coordinator, a coach, whoever, tries 
giving him shit on the sideline about it and you see the offensive line or you see Claypool or you see Moore step in and be like, fuck you, he's doing what we should be doing. You know, like we've got his back. And if yeah. he's not out there, then I'm not out. You know what I mean? Like I would love to see just like shit go down <sighs> and Fields be like, this is my team. You brought me here to do this. I'm going to do this. I gave it a shot for your way. It is not working. Yeah. Like, I don't know. At this point, I'd rather just be on hard knocks and get some entertainment out of it. Because right now, I'm just getting pissed off all well, the time. I mean, hard knocks would have at least given some exposure so we'd have some idea of what's going on in the locker room and what these guys are doing, you know, in practice and stuff. We would, I mean, I'm, I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if we'd have more answers and, you know, get a deeper look into what the fuck is going on. Like, I just, I, I don't know. I, I don't think this is all on Justin Fields. And I was, I've seen, the, you know, people were dissecting the tape and stuff like that. Yes, there's some things that he's missing. But I just feel like, too, like people keep bringing up the thing. It's his third year. It's his third year. It's his third year. He has not had a normal, his first two years were not normal. And he hasn't been, I mean, again, like how, how much have we actually developed him? We, we haven't. It's just, no. so I think I, the real question well, is like, so how much we do... haven't developed him. And people are like, why is he still making the same mistakes? They're being coached into him, I think, honestly. The mistakes are being coached into him, and he's not I, I being think, developed, and they're not letting him play to his strengths. I think it's less about things being coached into him and more about things being coached out of him. Sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, and that's... Again, it's they. It's just, the uh, Chicago it's, it's, Bears are not a quarterback development organization. They never yeah. have been, and until some they get that through their fucking heads, they never will be. Yeah. Like, if you want to become that, cool. Maybe go out and get some of the best people who are good at that and make spend money there instead. Yeah. You know, spend money on on the right staff and be like, look, we need to lock you in for like five years because we're going to go get someone. You tell us who we'll go get it. We'll go get them and you are going to develop them like that. Like, yeah, I, I think the organization hasn't figured that out yet. And I think the fans haven't figured that out yet either, because I see a lot of, you know, talk online of like fucking tank the season, fucking, oh, Caleb Williams can't wait, oh, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, you guys want to just fucking do this again. You, if you've not learned anything, you guys just want to yeah, start from scratch again. again. Like, you, we're just going to be in the same fucking boat three years from now. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I was going to say it's been a frustrating week. It's only fucking Monday. <laughs> like, I just <laughs> feels like it's been forever, man. And and part of it, you know, maybe the week will go by quicker because it won't be so steeped in bears, uh, in bear stuff getting ready for the pod but i don't know it's just felt like up and down i think fans are frustrated i think the organization i think players i think everyone's everyone that's a part of the bears organization or a fan is frustrated right now and understandably but what can you do i think people were kind of expecting quarterbacks to be good in their second year but then the josh allen and the jalen hurts trajectory started where it was like oh year three they get this weapon and they start you know, taken off. Yeah. And I think people are just kind of boxing Justin Fields in to be like, oh, year three, you need to, you know, show all these improvements, which I mean, you want to see, you want to see it look different than last year, but also you can't box them in to fit other people's trajectories. Cause I mean, yeah, you heard that comparison all off season. Yeah. I feel like I heard that so much, you know, uh, with Jalen. Well, Harris. if you're going to oh, do Jaylen that, you have to do apples to apples. Got, he got, you know, this, you know, this offensive weapon and then he took his leap. You know, Justin Fields is on that same trajectory. He's going to have that same year three leap, you know. But what are you saying? You got to make the, 
you have to do apples to apples. This is not apples to apples because if you're going to do that, you have to look at year one versus year one versus year one and year two versus year two versus year two. And yeah. the fact of the matter is Justin Fields year one and year two were wildly different mm-hmm. from Hertz's and Allen's. Yeah. And, and I mean, and like Mahomes even like wildly different than years one and two uh, in that the wild inconsistency in the front line for both of those seasons, the change in organization like for throughout the seasons the uh lack of weaponry at all like in the first two seasons i mean it's that's not that's not the case you know like he's he's not a fair comparison in either direction i think in 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 his favor or in his detriment i don't think because it's not it's not the same i think at that point it's a null point yeah right it doesn't matter it doesn't fucking matter like you're comparing apples and bananas like not not even apples and oranges. Yeah. Organization. I mean, especially even with like <laughs> Trevor Lawrence, you saw what happened with like a bad system around him. He just you can't do anything in a bad system like that. And then mm-hmm. he finally got a good offensive coach, and I mean, he took that leap in the second year. Mm-hmm. And you I gotta mean, find all, the right spot. All high school when Trevor Lawrence, it was Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields. All yeah. high school, mm-hmm. all college, college, and then. Yeah. Um, and Trevor Lawrence just stayed at number one, and Justin Fields kind of faltered for some reason. Um, but I mean, yeah, to that point, you can just see what a good system does around somebody, and it will vastly improve them. You mean the environment that facilitates <laughs> growth is important? What? Uh, like, wait, hang on. So we're from the Midwest. I mean, what we we got corn and soybeans and all that yeah, bullshit. Corn. It's like. Think you need the soil, you need sun, you need rain, maybe a little fertilizer and some like pesticide bullshit. But like, you have to have the right environment for it. Otherwise, nothing's going to grow. Yeah. There's there's not been the environment. And the only reason that Fields excelled last season at what he did was because they said, "Fuck it, we're going to lean into this," and they designed game plans around what he was doing. And it seems like none of that stuck around. Not yeah. even like, not even like. 20% of that stuck around. We're getting like three plays. If that, you, you are setting him up for failure. You are T-bowing the shit out of this guy. Yeah. And it's fucking ridiculous. Yeah, it's very frustrating. Very, very frustrating. And to any any fan out there that doesn't recognize this, fuck you. Like, you're fucking wrong. Check yourself. This is stupid. Yeah. Also, on some fucking punk-ass bitch shit, two games in being like let's tank the fucking season like yeah this is rough like but quit being a little bitch like this shit is yeah this is our fucking life get used to it don't be a bitch about it fucking pussies i i i used obviously spend way too much time online but the whole fucking bears writer right now is just fucking tank fucking i'm gonna gonna say right now i spend very little time online and this is how fired up i imagine if i actually took the time to read through some of those that's why i'm telling that's why this week has felt so long and it's only monday because i've just been steeping in that shit since yesterday and it's just so fucking annoying hey we just said man environment is important okay yeah environment is important omar environment (laughs) is important change your fucking environment yeah. man yeah yeah <laughs> fuck i can't what am i gonna root for another t- fan base <laughs> no i'm saying don't go read those goddamn go pages on, the day of, after i gotta get off of reddit huh god damn yeah honestly that's a pretty fair assessment well here we are so i don't think we 
we don't have to go. We already hit special special teams. I feel like. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, we can just hit any more final thoughts and what you feel like this this loss means in the grand. Shit team. or get off the pot. I'm gonna say that right now to the offensive coordinator. Shit or get off the pot. Yeah. Either lean in or give the guy a break and let him go somewhere that's actually gonna develop him and utilize his weapon, like yeah. what he's good at. Yeah. Don't fuck this kid over. Not again. Not another Chicago Bear. Not at please for yeah. the love of all that's holy. Don't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just get your fucking head out of your ass. I don't know. I was saying that last week where I just feel like it was all you had all off season, and this is what you came up with. What the fuck are we doing? It's ridiculous. <laughs> we're going into the NFC North vibe check. All right. So in this segment, we're just going to be going around the NFC North. Isaac's going to take us through, and we're going to talk about week two in the NFC North and what the vibes were like. Isaac, you want to get us started, or you want me to? Yeah. Give us a little push to get going. I mean, you guys, you guys covered the Chicago Bears pretty much, right? I mean, you got that all done with. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I think we're done with that. I think it's safe to say we covered up. So, I mean, I can pick up at third place, Minnesota Vikings. Um, rough start to the year. Uh, turnovers seem to be the biggest thorn in their side right now. I mean. They have a highly respected offense, and I mean, they shouldn't be struggling as much as they are. Um, Turned the ball over seven times this year so far, Uh, four in their last game, which kind of, I mean, that's mostly the reason they lost the game, Uh, because, I mean, they lost by six points, so it was well within reach. Um, They just dug themselves a hole with the turnovers that they couldn't get out of. Um, Cousins had a good game, 360 and four. Um, as well as Justin Jefferson continuing to show his dominance. Um, on the pass-catching side of things, I mean, they're overly talented. I mean, Justin Jefferson, Jordan Addison, TJ Hawkinson, but they're failing to generate any rushing attack right now. Um, through two weeks, they have 23 rushes for 62 yards. So Yikes. that shows that they're not – Yikes. They're not uh, – the defense knows what's coming to them, so they're able yeah. to defend the elite passing attack. They're not putting the defenses um, the defense, on the heels or anything. Yeah, no. Yeah. I mean, Isn't that weird to think from the Vikings, too, that they don't have, like, a better-than-average rusher, you know? Like, I, I feel think like that's it's weird. something they've been good at for the last 20 years, you know, since Adrian Peterson, basically. <laughs> like, yeah. that they've had, if not a stud, like a next to stud, you know, uh, so yeah. at least someone that can carry in enough to, to, like you said, create a little bit more balance and cause defenses to not have to scheme for a one dimensional offense. Well, I mean, they've had their interior offensive line is their biggest issue. And I mean, they had their starting center out, but to generate, you know, three, three yards of carries still, in the bottom of the league. Um, that's for their offense. That pretty much sums that up. I mean, one dimensional passing attack that isn't creating any um, unbalanced with imposing defenses. Uh, with their was defense, it raining or something in that game? Because there was a lot of I, that whole game. Vikings weren't the only one with a lot of turnovers. Philly had actually had a lot of turnovers too that game. No, I, just I Philly's been playing just like, sloppy ball. So far. Yeah. Just sloppy ball on both sides, huh? Mm-hmm. 
But I mean, their run game, I mean, they had no reason to do anything else other than run. I mean, DeAndre Swift had the game of his life pretty much with 180 yards. I mean, I mean, fucking DeAndre Swift. I mean, <laughs> it's no world beater, but he was on my fucking bench this week. I was so <laughs> pissed. I was so pissed. That's, yeah, they didn't. Well, I mean, he had, he was active week one and he only had, I think, one carry. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was very limited. But I mean that O line is gonna make any running back look elite pretty much. Oh yeah. The failure to stop the run resulted in a pretty big time of possession discrepancy. I mean, Minnesota only held the ball for twenty minutes that game. The pass defense seems slightly improved through two games, but I mean they've played Baker Mayfield and Jalen Hurts with no reason to throw, so um they'll have a tall task next week with Justin Herbert and the Chargers, you know, trying to not go O and three. So, I mean, I think that'll be their biggest. That'll be a testament to see if that pass defense has improved at all. But, I mean, they'll be back home after a long rest to face a winless Chargers team. A lot on the line for both teams. It kind of seems like a win-or-go-home kind of game. Both teams are 0-2. To win, if they want to win, they're going to need a clean pass every game, pretty much. I mean, Chargers defense looks improved in the run game, but they're pass defense is pretty easy to beat so if they can cut down the turnovers and you know work with their elite passing offense i think they they'll be all right i think that game has the potential to be one of those fun ones where like high scoring quarterbacks yeah high scoring a lot of yardage like a lot of you know back and forth i think um yeah that pretty much wraps it up for the Vikings, unless you guys have anything. No, you want to go into Lions now? Yeah, I was going to go to the second place, the Lions. The offense continues to look like a force to be reckoned with right now. Um, Montgomery continued to be the bell cow back, but he uh, left with an injury, so he'll, should, he'll probably be out a few weeks. So um, Craig Reynolds was taking the early down work. Um, Jameer Gibbs was essentially ineffective running the ball. He tended to be more reliant in the passing game, but he had a crucial job, uh, crucial drop in the two-minute drill at the end of the first half. So they kind of were hesitant to look his way after that. Um, Jared Goff was his regular accurate self. I mean, finished with 323-3. and three. I think he – yeah, he finished with his 11th higher passer rating, 11th highest passer rating to date. He had a really good game. They – both did on Geno Smith had a great game, but yeah, Jared Goff had a pretty good game too. I feel like Goff fits so well in the Lions organization. Like he's really found a when, home there. Yeah. I mean, I don't think he was terrible by any means with the Rams, but he definitely has turned it up since he got with the Lions. Well that, that OC Ben Johnson really plays to Goff's strengths, which oh. is I mean hit what? hit what? <laughs> it's crazy. What? It's crazy An OC what that happen. plays to a quarterback's strengths? <laughs> but I mean you see what happens is they rely on yardage after catch a lot. I mean, they Jared Goff knows how to hit his people in, in stride, mm-hmm. and they work with that. They, he knows how to create space for his receivers, and that's what they do. They don't rely on him to throw deep or anything. They rely on him to throw to that, you know, 10 to 20-yard range, and that's where he's been, you know, super successful. Sam Laporta, the rookie tight end, continues to look decent. He uh, had 63 yards on five catches. Amonra was his normal self with a quiet 100 yards on six catches. And Josh Reynolds continues to be one of the more underrated pass catchers in the league, finishing with 66 yards and two touchdowns. 
Um, that's about it for the offense. I think uh, their biggest issue is the defense, and it continues to be a struggle mm-hmm. right now. Their pass rush, you know, failed to generate pressure, facing a heavily banged up Seattle O-line with their two top tackles out, and they only generated one sack all day. So, I mean, Geno Smith had all day in the pocket with a banged up O-line. I mean, their run defense stood strong and held them to only 82 yards and 25 rushes. But there was little reason to run the ball because the line secondary was given, you know, everything out. Gino having a great get right game after rough week one. Aaron Glenn's seat continues to get hotter right now as defensive coordinator in year three, you know, running out of excuses talent wise and specifically picking players to fit his vision. The defense continues to get torched by, you know, the passing game. Um, they got hit by the injury bug pretty hard in week two. Um, they lost their starting right guard. It looks like David Montgomery is going to be out. And then also CJ Gardner-Johnson tore a pack as well. Their free agent pickup. So a lot of injury bugs for them. But they'll have their work cut out for them with their good run defense next week going against the Falcons, who put up 211 rushing yards and 4.7 yards of rush on a Packers Swiss cheese of a defense. If they can stack the box and make Ritter beat them, they should have a good shot. Any, any follow-ups for the Lions? No, they're solid. Not for the Lions. Game-wise, I just had I, uh, Geno Smith went crazy. He was having a hell of a game. He did. It was nuts. Crazy to watch. I, cool to watch. I mean, that, just another example of what uh, when you play to a, a quarterback's strengths and put him in a good system, what they can do. Tyler Lockett is inevitable. Because he was, before he uh, went to uh, Seattle, he's kind of considered a bust, wasn't he? Like, they were, people were already super out on oh, him. Yeah. And like, For sure, yeah. I mean, when he stepped in as a backup at a couple places beforehand, I was like, that's a, he's a, I was like, this dude's got something in him. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. So when he ended up out in Seattle, I was like, good for him. He did, He's one of those that absolutely earned a shot to be a starter. Yeah. You know? So, yeah, it is good to see that he landed with, again, another system that builds to his strengths. Plus, wow, I mean, when you have Lockett and you have Metcalf, like, come yeah. on. Yeah, Metcalf's like, a tank. That that helps alleviate a little bit of shit for <laughs> a you. Little so. bit, a little bit. I mean, they also just spent a first-round pick on a wide receiver, which a lot of teams are hesitant to do for some reason. I think that's about it, right? That's all we had for that's the answer. Yeah, yeah. That, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, to round off the NFC North, we've got our first place Green Bay Packers. Only <laughs> for smugness. Such because Green Bay shitters. Um, the offense seemed to pick up where it left off in week one. They continued the zero turnover streak. The team's young pass catchers continued to shine. Um, Jane Reed had two touchdowns. Jordan Love still looked apart, even without his top two weapons, and they're all pro tackle. Damn, did they? Um, who, who the fuck wrote these notes? <laughs> who do you think, baby? I'm just now reading. Who do you think, baby? Who do you think, baby? What notes? On the, on the outline, the, the Desmond outline Ritter, the Desmond Ritter stuff. Have you looked at it? No, I'm not. <laughs> I did write one of them. <laughs> Looks like. <laughs> Yo, this is, I am not even all the way through it, and I'm. Looks like she was on crayons, bro. I just I was looking up the games and stats, or whatever, and a picture came up of him, and I just went off. I was like, this dude looks fucking ridiculous, bro. 
It looks like if humans started to evolve backwards. That one so was this, Isaac's. That one was Isaac's. That's a good one. This reminds me of... Looks like the type of dude to wear a leopard print undies. <laughs> Tell like, me I'm wrong. Tell me I'm wrong. He's a mid-80s, like, a baseball player. <laughs> he's out there. Yeah. <laughs> Just doing a line, fucking smacking dingers. <laughs> <laughs> this is good shit. I'm sorry. I did not mean to interrupt. I just saw that in the middle. And they couldn't stop laughing. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, it reminds me of the... Do you remember the old uh, Daniel Tosh show? Like when he did Tosh. Yeah, Tosh. And he would he would be like, "All right, put 15 seconds on the clock," oh, and then he yeah. would just like riff just rattle off. Yeah, that's exactly what this reminded <laughs> yeah, me. That's of. what like, I felt like typing it out, bro, because they just kept coming to me. I was like, "This dude." <laughs> oh man! I think real quick before we we'll tie up this Desmond, Desmond Ritter bit and let you get a uh, let you get. <laughs> I'm so sorry, dude. I really going did on not the Packers, but let, I just want to oh, read through dude. these. <laughs> so. As mentioned before, I just saw a picture of this guy and just had to rattle him off. So Desmond Ritter got a six head. <laughs> Desmond Ritter looks like he chews on crayons. Desmond Ritter looks like he would give you back your pen all chewed up. Desmond Ritter looks like if humans started to evolve backwards. Desmond Ritter looks like the type of dude to wear leopard print undies. <laughs> Desmond Ritter looks like he reads slow. <laughs> Desmond, Ritter, Desmond Ritter looks like he was a bully on the play, on the grade school playground. Desmond Ritter looks like he's still the bully on the grade school playground. <laughs> Thank you. I'll be here all week. Oh. <laughs> That's what the podcast turns into. It's just a Desmond Ritter show from here on out. <laughs> it's just me practicing my tight five for like a oh stand up. <laughs> all right. Oh. Anyway, the way you're talking about the Packers there, sounds like they had a pretty good uh, game. You didn't let me finish. Yeah, yeah. Please, oh, please, but please. I'm not, I'm so not even kidding. So they sorry. did. It sounded like they were. They did. Oh. They looked good. All right. Finish up here. I'll restart. I'll restart since I was only like two lines in. Take it from the top. The Packers' offense seemed to pick up where they left off in Week One. They continued the zero turnover streak. The team's young pass catchers continued to shine, and Jordan Love still looked apart, even without his top two weapons and their All Pro tackle, uh, David Bakhtiari. The third quarter offense, which hindered the Packers last year, continues to look great, producing back-to-back touchdown drives in the third quarter to take a commanding 24-12 lead heading into the fourth quarter. The Packers offense still left opportunities on the field, relying on two DPI calls to due to underthrown deep passes that got the Atlanta that kind of caused the Atlanta defense to get on their heels a little bit. Um Love started slow. I think he started two of six. But then he started to hit a rhythm, and he completed 12 of his next 13 passes, bringing his total to 14 of 19 for 151 and three touchdowns at the end of the third quarter. Um, he had a couple of good throws um, during that stretch, but altogether there was nothing flashy about the play. Um, just simply took what the defense was giving him and spread the ball around and executed the game plan well. Um, and then came the fourth quarter, which is where everything seemed to fall apart. Um the Green Bay offense generated a total of seven yards for the entirety of the fourth quarter. Uh, bad passing and play calling Yikes. all around, pretty much. Jordan Love went 0-6 in the fourth quarter, and a faulty run game generated seven yards on the ground, leading to back-to-back three outs and, you know, failing to give our defense any time to rest. To just... So they could just keep getting beat up by that off uh, that Atlanta run game. 
Didn't field position just get worse and worse too with each with each of those? Well, yeah, but also our defense was giving up chunk plays. Oh yeah, yeah. So and especially in the fourth quarter, I mean, the same run defense struggles seemingly carried over from last year. Atlanta has an elite run game and essentially no pro tape on Bijan, but still the unit led up 211 yards on the ground. Um, we failed to generate any crucial third or fourth down stops or anything like that. Fourth quarter was a complete collapse on the defensive side. I mean, Atlanta got way too many explosive plays. Matt Collins had a 45-yard catch over Darnell Savage on a flea flicker. Fucking flea flicker in 2023. It's fun to see that come out of the playbook every now and then. Yeah, but that's the shit that you would pull off at, like, your elementary school games. That's how the little giants won, okay? Like, that's... (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I can't can't discredit that. But I mean, just I've, continually. I've, sorry, good. No, 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 you're good. You're good. I just was gonna say, I vaguely kind of get that reference. I'm not even Isaac. Do you know that reference? Because I kind of do. Is that a movie, The Little Giants? I know yeah, it's a it's movie. A movie. Rick, a Rick Moranis, okay. and it played one of the dads, and then the, his brother was uh uh the, <laughs> oh, fuck what's his name that played Ed Bundy from uh Ed O'Neill. Uh, Married with Children. Ed O'Neill. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I just was curious because I was like, well, that rings a bell, but I don't totally get that reference. I was like, I wonder if Isaac even gets that one. Um, hashtag old guy. Yeah, we love it. We love it. Wait, do people still do hashtags? I don't fucking know. Somewhere they do. Sometimes. Not not often. Uh, Jair Alexander had a terrible day. I mean, being targeted, I think he was letting up a perfect passer rating to Desmond Ritter. He just was playing off and just was just letting a lot of shit get by him. I mean, overall, the team's going to have bumps and bruises, and they still got to win to learn, you know. They got to learn to win close games, which is going to happen, but it's still aggravating because they should have had the win. Um, They just – it's tough to ask your team to go out there and win two straight away games, but – especially without their blue-chip talent, but – they weren't able to sneak it out, and that's what happens. And I hope they will pick up from it. But they finally, Green Bay has their home opener next week against a Derek Carr-led Saints team, which looks pretty beatable. Um, just hoping we can help minimize those explosive plays because that's what Derek Carr likes to do. And that's for pretty sure, much for it sure. for the Packers. That has the potential to be another one of those fun fun games especially if our defense plays like they are yeah yep overall the nfc was uh everyone in the nfc lost in the nfc north lost this week too mm-hmm. well i mean so yeah, we're the down Packers are still number one it's pretty good. <laughs> hey i'm just happy yeah. the lions lost because that means we're number one still so i'm okay and we got the Lions in week four so that'll be good like you know who can take number one for a while Mm. I think that Minnesota Vikings game against the Chargers is going to be. I think that's going to be a a lit one for sure. It's going to be fun. Are you guys going to win that? Lions Chargers, you said. Uh, I think Chargers, the Chargers Vikings Chargers Vikings. I think I think the Chargers are more holistically, like above, just slightly would edge out. However, if the pass game of Minnesota is on. 
and their defense is able to make like a single major stop, it could easily swing to Minnesota. I expect that to be a pretty close game, though. It looks like the Vikings are one and a half point favorites at home right now. I got the Vikings. And honestly, them being at home is the only reason they have that. 54 and a half over under. Oh, yeah. That's oh, I, I'm will, I would put money. <laughs> I'm, I would put money on the over for sure. Um, would. Going to, motherfucker. <laughs> Looking at us. <laughs> and, and I, Not uh, a better. No. Don't take betting advice from me, but I no. totally would do this. No, I, I think I think that has the potential to be a very high scoring game. So All right, boys. Any uh any final thoughts on FC North? The vibe. No, the vibe is potential. Is. I think potential. the vibe is potential. You yeah. know, like you see that with the Packers are showing great potential, the Lions show great potential. Um the Vikings have significant potential i think that they are probably the the one of the best like past teams out there it's just that they have too many other weaknesses is the issue and yet they're still able to compete like they still yeah. they're an elite level passing team you know so that's what's going to keep them in games um but that i think is very similar to the position that the new orleans saints were in during a couple of breezes last year's right where they're putting up 54 points but they're giving up 55 you know so yeah um yeah Potential would be the word. I think it's interesting for the year after this because Kirk's not under contract or anything. And like, Mm -mm. I just, I don't get where they're trying to go after this year, you know? Yeah. But I mean, enjoy it while it lasts. I thought it was kind of, yeah. Just one final thing. Just to me, it's kind of weird that there's like the NFC North is so weak defensively across the board. That is odd. I mean, traditionally... That's what most of the NFC North teams are known for, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, specifically, the Bears, definitely the Packers, um, and I then mean, even even the Purple People. Eaters, yeah, that's right? what I was I gonna mean, say. The Vikings had to I mean, stand too. Like, like yeah. this is. Um, I mean, even the, in the Zimmer era, the Vikings continually had good off- yeah, or good defenses. Good. Yes, absolutely. I, like what top fifteen, right? Like they were like the ten fifteen range. You know, could create turnovers, could create pressure. Um, were exciting to watch, especially in big game situations. They were able to pull off some good plays, but and I feel like that is that is lackluster in the NFC North right now. Yeah. when it comes to the defense, yeah, just I'd be to interested in to there. see that stat of like divisionally uh, defensive pressure, defensive takeaways, defensive you know forced fumbles, interceptions, mm-hmm. whatever it might be. All that good stuff. Um, you know, and where the NFC North lands in that, I'd be very interested to see that. All right. Well, with that, we'll move into uh, we'll move into week three, week three preview. Bears got the uh, Bears got the Kansas City Chiefs. That's going to be a really tough one. I think we need to discuss the Chiefs first and see if I can come up with anything for the Bears because right now I yeah, gotta tell you, I, no, I'm there. I'm right there with you. I don't so know I if, you, if you're looking at the outline. It's literally blank in that spot because I was like, yeah, I know. I think we discussed the Chiefs first. I like the big thing with the Chiefs, obviously, if you're going from their strengths. I, Patrick Mahomes, right? I mean, like, yeah, that's it. Yeah, like, that's. I mean, that's not the only strength, obviously, but like, it is. They have the big one, the big strength. You got Patrick Mahomes. You have one of the best offensive lines in football. Travis Kelsey's back. Um, Pacheco has shown out the last two weeks. Yeah, you know, he's been looking good. Um, you know, I mean, I think strength-wise, overall, like that's that's they 
they are the Kansas City Chiefs. They might have gotten out to a slow start, but um, they're still the fucking Chiefs. And yeah. They still have. They still have. They're going to be a big threat no matter what. I, I that is a team I'm excited to see in midseason form. This is a team that I think will be able to get over some of the struggles that they have, as opposed to like honestly with the Bears. I think some of the struggles that we have are organizational, and I don't think we're going to see that change before midseason. Yeah. So. Whereas the Chiefs are very much like, no, bitch, like we will be a contender yeah. one way or another. And they're another, just ironing you know? things out, I think. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, it's only going to be week three, so. Anything else for you on the strength side? No, I just think, like, you, I mean, you hit it. Their offensive line is top tier. Patrick Mahomes is, I mean, the quarterback of this generation. Travis Kelsey's great tight end. Isaiah Pacheco looks great. Same thing, same deals. Uh, but yeah, the weakness they're, is, I mean, we hit a little bit. They just have had a slow start. I mean, we're saying like, they've had turnovers and they're struggling against defenses that aren't the best. But um, hey, so we might actually get a turnover. Yeah, might might get a turnover. Might be able to hold them to a, you know. I very much doubt we get a sack, but we might be able to create a turnover. Yeah, in some way. <laughs> Their offense is still pretty young, and they're still learning how to work together. And it's always tough when you're. We don't have that experience together, and uh, they've had their struggles in third down situations. They're nine and twenty-seven on conversions in third down, looks like, which is not great. I think we're pretty close to that, actually. Yeah. <laughs> if I remember right, yeah, I wouldn't surprise. I had me. that number somewhere. I don't. I don't have it in front of me in my notes anymore. But yeah, I had a. I had something pulled up on that, and I was like, oh god damn. Um, Defensively, yeah, it's sorry, good. It's going to be easier for them to learn to gel, though, when you have an offensive coordinator and a system built around someone who has the potential to eventually become one of the greatest of all time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, and and he has the leadership piece to it, mm-hmm. like where he has, he's not being coached on how to play in this system. He he is coaching others on how to play in the system, and that's that's a different level, right? Yeah. Than if we were to try to compare that to like our situation. Yeah. So. Um, I expect them to be pretty good at, at, at like, yes, uh, their defense. You can count on their offense being good regardless of how young, regardless yeah. of the issues that they have to iron out. They'll make little mistakes here and there. It's going to cost them some stuff early on, but they're going to get that shit ironed out pretty quick, I think. Yeah. Uh, just watch their them. defense. Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. I was just going to say, watching them defensively, they've been, I mean, they've been playing really, really well. They're doing good at stopping the run, getting, doing good at getting pressure on the QB. They played Jacksonville last week and they held them to nine, um, which I mean, it's not like Jacksonville is the greatest offense in the, in the league, but they're, I mean, it's one of their strengths, I think, for sure, especially with uh, Trevor Lawrence. So holding them to nine is pretty impressive. Um, and yeah, they've had a really good red, red zone defense as well. Mm-hmm. I think that about covers the Chiefs, unless you got anything you want to add. No. <sighs> Let's go to the Bears. I mean, strengths and weaknesses... I mean, I, I, there are things that could be our strengths. There are things that I don't know if they, I mean, they haven't been. I don't know if they will be. But, I mean, as always, Justin Fields and his ability to his ability to run, his ability to extend the play, that's always a strength of ours. I think um, we've seen DJ Moore have really, be really good at getting yards after catch. Uh, so, I mean, that could be our strength. We'll see. I mean, we'll fucking, we'll see where our secondary is at. Overall, I mean, our defense has had a chance to play together. Our offensive line has had a chance to play together. Maybe that'll gel and improve on week three. But, I mean, a lot of weaknesses. Weaknesses in play calling. Weaknesses in Justin Fields not playing 
the way that he should be. You know, again, we already we went into that extensively whether that's him or the coaching. You know, I mean, we'll find out eventually, hopefully. But for now, it's an it's an issue. It's a weakness. Um, yeah, our our secondary might be a weakness if we still have a lot of injuries like we did this week. But I mean, stacked against us for sure. A lot of weaknesses, not a lot of strengths right now. And we're not playing to the strengths that we do have. So I think it's going to be. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and say zero strengths. I have no expectations whatsoever that any type of significant change is going to take place heading into week three. Yep. I think that they're going to try and run this out again. Uh, I think. I wonder what the over under is on the number of screenplays. <laughs> Whatever it is, you should probably take the over. <laughs> I might. Yeah. Do that. <laughs> like. Oh man, it's uh, yeah, weaknesses across the board right now. I mean, we're um, bad right now. We're a bad team. We are a bad team. I don't know. I don't think there's uh, there's no sugarcoating it. I also think there's no use in bitching and whining about it. But hey, whatever gets you through, you know, keys to victory. <laughs> Keys to victory, uh, I will say immediately, the key to victory right here would be a massive, significant change and let Justin Fields do some shit. Yeah. Let him do some shit because let them extend the play. Let let him put a defense on their heels. Let him put a, make a defense, start second-guessing so he can actually utilize the weapon. Right yeah. Now, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and otherwise, you don't have weapons. You went out and got weapons to fit in a system that should have been designed around his ability to extend the play and his ability to create shit out of nothing. Yeah. And uh, the second you take that away, you no longer have weapons. You have neutralized the weapons now. Yeah. Right? I think so, already yeah. too, it's like we're operating with weapons. We're not operating with uh, game changers. And so even then it's like, if you're not, you don't even have, you know what I'm saying? Like you don't have yeah. that to where you can solely rely on them. So you're already shooting yourself in the foot with that um by not playing to your weapons (laughs) you know yeah but that's honestly the only key to victory no for sure the biggest key to victory is you gotta let him do it and honestly that's not even a key to victory that's a key to give us any type of chance to not be embarrassed if you don't do that (laughs) this is going to be a fucking shit show it was picked to be america's game of the week and i want to i feel like that should not i feel like they need to reevaluate that yeah I, they definitely made that choice before seeing what the bears came up with this yeah season, you know yeah <laughs> and i guarantee there are some executives going fuck yeah like there's we some fucked up here. Yeah. We could have done. someone's getting chewed out right now for making that call um oh. i do wonder i mean just as like final thoughts here i guess before we wrap up i do wonder what kind of conversations are going on within the organization because I would like to hope that uh, Poles is chewing the fuck out of Ketty and telling him to get his head out of his ass or something. Because otherwise, I don't know. I, otherwise, Poles is going to look like shit too. Yeah. You know, it's not just going to be the coaching staff. It's going to be him because he he built a portion of this as well. Yeah. So. so It's not looking great, but that's all right. Uh, any Any final thoughts here? Either of you guys? No? All right. Actually, I am interested. Isaac, Isaac, what do you think the key to the Bears victory <laughs> over the fucking Kansas City Chiefs would be? Hey. Don't put me on. <laughs> don't put me on blast like that. That's crazy. Um, genuinely, I think it's going to be a low-scoring game. I think it's going to be like 
20 to 14 or something like that. I think it's going to be like because the Chiefs offense is still trying to get rolling. I mean, they struggled against the Lions defense that Geno just cut up. Um, they struggled against the Jags defense that, you know, hasn't showed much promise. But I think their defense is going to be the problem. I mean, especially with Chris Jones coming back. I mean, he only played 51% of snaps last week, but you felt his presence out there. So, I mean, if he has any sort of snap count resurgence, it's it's going to be rough. It's not looking great. Yeah, especially with him being in, like, this the emergence of Karloftis and stuff like that and just the emergence of the young corners and the secondary and Nick Bolton being one of the better linebackers in the league now. That defense is just – that defense is going to win him a lot of games, a lot of close games this year that the offense won't be able to. It'll be a true test to our offensive line. Uh, I said yeah. that the offensive line gave them gave him more time this week than they did the week prior. Mm-hmm. They went out and they did better than the week prior. Um, but I'm interested to see how first first off, Jesus Christ, please don't give up six sacks again. Like, and that not even on the line. I'm talking to Justin Fields. Like, God damn it, dude! Like, throw the fucking ball away if you need to. Like, yeah. But yeah, no, you're absolutely right, and I think it's going to be a good test to see. Okay, hey. You did your job last week against an extremely aggressive Bucks defense. I mean, we saw the Bucks against the Vikings. We knew right then, like, we knew oh, what was these coming. guys are coming out hitting yeah. hard. Um, and they did not hold back in the game against the Bears. So, um, but I think talent-wise, yeah, you're absolutely right that the Kansas City Chiefs have that that defense. It's going to be a good test. Really, to stop Patrick Mahomes, you just got to stop the deep ball. So, I mean, if they can do anything like that. Because, I mean, they really, especially with the inexperience with the young receivers, that short to intermediate game is, you know, hard to come by right now. So, they're just trusting the receivers to get deep. But, I mean, if they can shut down that deep passing, then that's the first step. We'll see. Um, but right now, it doesn't look too bright. If I'm being frank, it looks, uh, looks like we're going to be going 0-3. But if I'm being Omar, it still looks like we're going 0-3. You got any score predictions? If there's a team for them to pop off against, it's that's very true. Yeah, I'm just gonna, I'm saying uh, yeah. it as a fucking Bears fan. Yeah. Like, I've been here before. Like it's it's uh, if there was to be a team where oh shit, the all of a sudden things are clicking. Like it's, it's gonna, gonna be, be us. The Bears. It's gonna be us. Yeah. Like it. Yeah, score predictions. I don't know. I would say I'm gonna call it like ten to like thirty, Chiefs, just because. Chiefs will probably pop off, and I don't know. I don't see the defense is just rolling, so I don't see us. I was gonna say, I was gonna say, if they were to pop off, it would be like 35. So, so. (laughs) I don't know. I'm not totally out, you know, here, but what's what's up? The Chiefs are 13 point favorites, but Patrick Mahomes against the spread is 40, 38, and two. So it's basically flipping a coin. On yeah, I mean, and like, do the Bears cover? And at that point, I'm gonna go with sure. That's what not. I'm saying. I think I think it's gonna be low scoring, 24-14 game. That's my that's my solid prediction. Sure. All right. Well, I think we're good. I think that about we're good on predictions, and that about wraps up uh, this episode. I think. Stein, what have you got for the people? 
Hit me up on our other podcast, uh, Chick Flicks with you Dicks. You good, bro? What was that? <laughs> you were going through it right now, huh? <laughs> I was. I was. Was this uh, cathartic for you in any way? Or was this just more stressful? No, no. I think it definitely helped getting some of my frustration out. Yeah. Like, <laughs> typing out my notes. I literally quit typing notes. Yeah. I quit. Like, mid-sentence, I quit. Yeah. Just stop. Yikes. Full stop. <laughs> nope. And uh, I was in the middle of the word defense. I have D-E-F-E. Just and you're done. done. I was like, I'm done. Yeah. And uh, I was like, nope, I know exactly what I want to say. I'm just going to go with just it. Just going to so, gun it. Um, All right. Anyway. Anyways. Yeah, yeah. no. Sorry. Uh, check out my other podcast, Chick Flicks with Dicks. I see that some of my uh, metrics have been going up, which is awesome. If you're enjoying that one, please make sure you rate and review as well and uh share that one i've been doing that one for almost five years now um and we're getting ready to launch into our next season uh, recording and then start getting a bunch of new episodes out so excited for that to come uh and then also if you're interested in any type of one-on-one coaching uh hit me up uh on my website is up and running um jimheroes.com heroes is spelled with a z uh, otherwise, you can also find Jim Heroes, the real Jim Heroes, on Instagram, and uh, you can uh, DM me on there. Very cool. All right. Uh, if you want to find me on Instagram, I'm at OHMAR Daniel. Uh, I keep everything updated there when I'm coming out with new projects or music or stuff. All my music links are on there. Um, you can listen to my music. I got a bunch of projects out uh, that that's all on Spotify or Apple. You can just find me in my regular name, Omar Daniel. Um, if you want to find the podcast and follow us, you were at the Bear Claw Pod on TikTok and Instagram. Those are the two big ones. Uh, we might be branching out later on with YouTube and something, but right now it's TikTok and Instagram. That's where we post most of our stuff. Uh, and if you got anything you want to uh, talk to us about or anything you want to say, anything you want to add, whatever, you can hit us up at Bear Claw. At um, the email is bearclawpodcontact at gmail.com. Make sure you give us a review, five star review, rate us. Uh, and you know type up maybe a little something nice for us and uh, share share with your friends you know any friends that you got that want to catch up with the bears that are also you know masochists and like following the bears <laughs> um, share it with them and yeah so we got the Kansas City Chiefs this week and uh, we'll see how that goes but other than that we're just going to be back on we're going to still be on a regular schedule we're going to be trying to release an episode within a day or two of the game that is just going to be recap and then we'll give a preview for the next week. That's going to be our schedule. But anyways, thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. Oh, Isaac. Oh yeah. 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 Sorry. (laughs) No, go ahead. No, 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 no. I'm not, I'm not used to it. You got projects. Go for it. Go for it. Kick it it out there. Yeah. Yeah. Isaac, Um, you got stuff you want to share? Just my Instagram. Isaac. E-Y-Z-E-Z-E-C-K. E-Y-E-Z-E-C-K. I update with all my future projects. I got a few projects that I'm working on right now. Um, and that's mostly where I keep everything updated. Very cool. Sorry, I I, I got rolling. Follow in. Yeah, follow Isaac. Uh, no, no, it's all right. Fuck you, man. <laughs> I got rolling. Right, I'm going to change my prediction before we go. Oh, okay. All right. You ready for this? Hit it. You ready? Do it. Okay. Bears, 21. Chiefs, 20. Patrick Mahomes agrees on new mantra contract with the Chiefs.
And if anything has shown us from monster contracts oh. from quarterbacks, I'm going to tell you right now, like I would love to see him take a dip yeah. against the Bears. It won't last if it happens. Right. So there it is. I'm changing oh, it. Wow. Bears 21. Oh. Yeah, that's not <laughs> Chiefs a bad, 20. Honestly, not a bad call. <laughs> I honestly would love to see this podcast if the Bears end up winning. Oh, dude. Oh, Super Bowl aspirations. Yeah. We're going undefeated Everything, the rest yeah. of the season. Like, We're back in the uh, Justin Fields is back in MVP conversation. <laughs> like, oh god! All right. Well, thank you guys for listening. For listening, Isaac. Thank you for joining us and helping out. Isaac is going to be our new permanent special special guest. Um, but yeah. Anyway, thanks for listening, guys. We'll be back next week. Uh, and see you then. And until then, bear the fuck down and quit being a little bitch. Da bears.